Welcome to Get Your Book Done. I'm your host, Christine Closer, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, award-winning publisher, and book writing coach to thousands. I love helping aspiring nonfiction authors write, publish, and promote their best books because there's nothing more powerful than writing a book to transform your life, your readers' lives, your business, and ultimately the world with your message. So let's get started. Well, hello and welcome. It's Christine Closer here, obviously, because you're listening to my Get Your Book Done podcast. And I am really thrilled that today we're going to be talking about how to leverage social media to sell more books. And the expert that I brought on to talk with you today is Daniel Hall. And there's a couple of interesting things I want you to know about Daniel. One of them is that he is a USA Today and Wall Street Journal bestselling author. He is a host of the top-rated Real Fast Results podcast. But more importantly than all of the things that he's done with his training programs and you know, helping authors, speakers, and coaches, and consultants, and all of that grow their businesses, Daniel himself actually had one of those like big careers in a law practice. And he left that to start his own publishing company. So we have a true, you know, author aficionado, um, someone who knows the corporate world and jumped over here into the world of authorship and publishing and uh, is here to talk to us today about this important topic of social media. It is something every author needs to be thinking about as they're writing their books and getting their work out there. So welcome, Daniel. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me, Christine. It's a honor and a privilege to get to, to chat with you and your community. Well, let's get started by finding a little bit about how did you land in this like author world? You know, for some people, it's they knew since kindergarten or maybe even before kindergarten that they were born to be an author and others, it kind of happened to them. Others, it, you know, was a lightning bolt moment of clarity. Like what was your journey into authorship? Wow. Uh, well, I mean, it starts when I was a child. And I think I was like 12 years old and I wrote this little, what turned out to be a little booklet and tried to get it published. I think I was maybe 11 years old or 12 years old and no one would publish it, no more than I could find. And uh, so I decided to publish it myself and went down to the local printer, had it typeset. You know, this was in the days, but really before computers and uh, had hundred one of these hundred booklets printed up and actually started to sell them through the mail. And it was kind of that, uh, that little squirt of dopamine when you get your first order, you know, like, oh my, <laughs> this is so cool. And I was pretty much hooked from that point on. And then I got a little bit older. I did another book called The Professional Bartending Course. I used to be a bartender and we sold that for a while. And then my life took, you know, kind of creamed off in a different direction. And I went to nursing school, did that for four years. And then after that, I went to law school and then et cetera, et cetera. So I was sort of got away from the, the publishing author business uh, when I, you know, I decided I would do a career and, uh, or a profession and then that sort of came full circle back in about 2001 or 2002 I had graduated from law school and was working at a, at a law firm and had kind of figured out a way to speak on, uh, on cruise ships and basically get a free luxury cruise for myself and a traveling companion by my ability to, to speak. 
And as it turns out, that, that was very popular with people. And as I sort of traveled more and did more of those gigs, I would always get the question, hey, would you, you know, teach me how to do this? And that evolved into my, my book called Speak on Cruise Ships. And that book I, I wrote, actually, was, it started off to be like a little 10-point checklist and turned into 144 pages of, hmm. uh, of textual material. And I thought, oh my, here's, here's a book. I've written a book. So now, do, now what do I do with it? And I published it as a ebook first, as a little PDF, sold that for uh, a number of years online. And I basically cut my teeth in internet marketing, in publishing, in, in authorship on, on that book. Uh, so that book went on to become very, uh, very popular. I think I've sold, I don't know, a quarter of a million dollars worth of that, hmm. uh, that particular book. And, you know, once again, it was that, it was that shot of dopamine in my brain, like, oh, this, I could create something, <laughs> I could take something out of thin air and create it and people will trade money for it. And I'm like, I really, really dig this. Um, and then just kind of fast forward and it goes on from there. But, but, but that was really my entree into the, the author publisher world. But started at age 12 with a little book that you probably typed up in a typewriter and had a few copies made at the local print shop. I mean, that's, that's, exactly pretty, right. that's an amazing journey. So thank you for sharing that with us. So as I said at the beginning, like you've got a real author aficionado here who knows this world of authorship and obviously knows the work of marketing and selling books. So today we're going to, I don't want to say pick your brain, but today we're going to explore what Daniel can help us, you know, help you all learn about how to leverage social media to sell more books. So let's start just, you know, with the blanket question, like how should, and I'm, I'm putting should in parentheses because I'm not a big should person, but there are certain things that authors need to do as they look at moving forward and getting their message about their book out on social media. So how do you believe that authors should really view their social media interactions, right? Because everyone's on some platform or another but how do they view those to begin to start looking at them through this eye of selling more books? So it, it may be easier to answer that question by saying what not to do. Uh, That's helpful. It, yep. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then we can sort of wade into what to do, but what not to do. And I see, especially non-seasoned authors do this all the time is they will they'll get onto a social media platform and they will really they'll they'll just go crazy with sort of shoving their books down people's throats you know every post is about their book and it it just becomes you know annoying and you you uh, very very quickly figure out that you don't want to pay any attention to this person regardless of how good their book is because you just, you just don't want to see that constantly. So that, that's the, that's the very first thing is, is don't, you know, don't make it about always about your book. The, 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 uh, a much better approach is to think about the people that you can reach out and connect to on social media as potential readers, as but potential people that you, the author, can help. And, and if you come at social media from a heart of service, 
and, and do your level best to interact with folks on social media from, from that standpoint, then yes, once in a while, you can mention that you have a book, um, especially if it relates in some way to a solution that you're otherwise suggesting to somebody on social media. But it's not something where it's, it's like it's there. And, and those people that want to sort of take you up on buying your book, they do. But it's, it's also really being, a, a, um, being cognizant, being mindful. That's a good word. Being mindful of being a good social media citizen, uh, which means you know, being helpful to those people that uh, you can be helpful to. And then the, the next sort of step, once you've sort of mastered that and understand that it's, it's not all about you and, and your book, it's, it's all about those people that you can reach and connect and actually help in a palpable way, in a real way. Once you've got, sort of got that, then the next thing to, to do is to sort of look at audiences that may be interested in your book that have already been put together. They're already congregated. Um, and usually they're congregated around um, another author or influencer in either your niche or a complementary niche. And you want to look for those groups because the, the other thing that authors tend to, to do is they, they tend to think of, think of themselves as, a, as an island, really. And the, the really smart thing to do is to reach out and connect to people that maybe already are serving the market that you want to serve and, um, and join up with them and, and, and help them create a relationship with, with those folks. It's much the same way that you and I established a relationship together, the same mm-hmm. sort of thing. I mean, you know, we're just modeling what, what, what we're teaching, but it, it doesn't just work for the publishing niche. It works for every single niche. So the, your approach is, is one that you want to take and determine who has an audience that may well resonate with you and your message in your book. and then begin to be a good citizen within that other author or other influencers group. Um, that means supporting them. That means, uh, the, you know, sharing their posts. That means reviewing their books. That means, um, you know, being generally helpful to folks in their community, all of that. And uh, if you can, if you could do that, you, you can then buy in through that interaction over time, begin to co-opt this other audience. In other words, bring some people from their audience into your audience. And, and that's sort of the, the big picture approach to social media from a, from a uh, you know, book author standpoint. The biggest thing that I heard you say, and I heard you say it several times in many different ways, was you know, this concept of being helpful, being of service, you know, not just showing up and whacking people over the head. Interesting, I'm reading a book right now about teenage girls. And it was this whole story about how this girl had come home one day and she was ready to, you know, clean up the dining room table and get all of her stuff organized. And her mother, when she saw the daughter, told the daughter she had to clean up the dining room table. And the daughter was like, forget it. Like she just, even though she wanted to do it because her mother was banging her on the head with, you got to do the dining room table. The daughter did no longer wanted to do it just because she was being told. And I think that that, you know, speaks to the point of like, 
people might want your book, but if you hit them over the head with it over and over and over again, you know, promoting, 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 you could actually repel people who would be interested in the book in the first place. So exactly. help and service um, and really showing up and being mindful. I like to use that word, like being mindful because we've all had people who like, you know, come into our groups and try to take them over and coach our own clients and, you know, are not mindful or respectful of that space, but you certainly can use those spaces to begin to build those relationships. Well, it's not, it's not just that. If I could put a finer point on it, it's, sure. it's the fact that the by and through your support of uh, another author or another influence person that then you, then you have this opportunity to create a relationship with this, with this other person and from from there, you know, beautiful things can happen because now you're known to this other person and you're already you've already ingratiated yourself to this other person because perhaps you've you know you've helped them out, you're you you've you've been seen to uh, continually promote their post or whatever, however else you could support this other person that's at the head of this uh this this group, that's gonna be a very, very or potentially a very valuable relationship to you moving forward because now that person can now really introduce you to the rest of their audience. Maybe they, you know, maybe they're on social media, but maybe they also have a, uh, a, an email list or maybe like you, you have a, you have a, uh, you know, I'm sure you have some sort of a social media, but then you have, you know, you have this podcast. You, there's other ways that you can get promoted by and through basically creating a a good relationship with others in your in your niche and you know that that's a, that's the other thing that i see and let me just just sort of dispel this because it kind of goes to the point many authors see other authors as their competition and that's just wrong headed that that's not that's not the way this this works or should work because the fact of the matter is is that you should see other authors as your community that you help one another because you know it's just like uh, you know people that buy romance books they don't just buy one romance book and they don't buy generally they don't buy <laughs> right. just one author <laughs> they buy from a lot of different authors so it's it's almost a a, uh, a collegial uh, type of environment anyway so you know think about think about your approach in terms of that if that makes sense yes it does. It absolutely makes sense. And now I want to talk about like selling, right? Because we're talking about how to leverage social media to sell more books. And I feel like what we just covered in terms of, you know, what not to do and what to do in terms of, you know, using the social media that someone's already got, what are some of the recommendations you have for actually using social media to sell? How do, how do we do that mindfully, if you will? Yes. Uh, so one of the things that, that, I like to do is I see social media as essentially a big party, right? That's, that's what social media is. Uh, that's a good, good way to kind of think about social media. It's just a big party. And just like a regular party in the, in the analog world, you meet people there that you really resonate with and they really resonate with you. And what happens? Well, you develop a relationship outside that party in addition to that party. It's not just, you just don't keep partying together. You may you maybe go out and have tea or lunch or, or, or whatever, right? So that, that same analogy holds 
for what you do with folks that you meet on social media. You invite them off of that social media platform to some other place. And that other place for most people is going to be an email list. So you, you invite them over to get some sort of freebie, some sort of a free course, a free PDF, a, you know, a, a free video, something that they get for free in exchange for their name and email address. Because to answer the, you know, how do you sell your stuff? Well, you buy in through, now you have another bite at the apple. Now you can, you can go back to the same group of people that, that you have on your email list and you can continue to bond with those people and continue to serve those people. And yes, once in a while, you can continue to send them offers. That, that offer may be to your book or maybe to join your, your launch team or whatever, right? Whatever it is that you want to uh, do to advance your, your sales, you can do it again and again, and again, because you have them on an email list and you're continuing to support them and to, and to uh, provide good value in freebie authors and et cetera. So does, does that answer your question? It does. It answers my question. And here's the thing, like, what advice do you have for the people who are listening, who like are all about being an author? And writing this book and, you know, getting the message onto the page and having the experience they have and becoming an author who are less excited about marketing the book and doing it like it sounds so simple, right? Oh, just, you know, have an opt-in and do a lead magnet and start building your list and communicate with people. But for some authors who are just really into writing and they're not there yet, that can be enough to just spin their head around. So if that's you right now and you're listening, just take a deep breath. You can do this. But would you, just any tips or advice you have for the person who absolutely, because every single author needs that lead magnet and a way to get people onto their list in exchange for something of value so that you can communicate with them and let them know when your book is out. I mean, my entire business is based on, you know, that I have a lead magnet and people go get it and then they're Absolutely. in my world. And then, you know, you know, some of them pay me anywhere from a thousand to $50,000, right. For, for help at whatever level. It happens every day. I mean, you know, but that's just how we it works. Need that list. So what advice would you give the hesitant lead magnet marketer? <laughs> um, if we may yeah. call them such, and we love you hesitant lead magnet marketers, but I'm Absolutely. telling you, you get this and like you will see how much easier it is to connect with people and sell more books. Absolutely. Or sell and more of whatever it is you have to sell. Yes. You know, that, that's, it, it goes way beyond books. Books are just the beginning, actually. And, and by the way, this is something that I've noticed throughout my you know, decade that I've been doing this. The same sort of uh, thing. There, there is that they're, they're like they're gung ho for just about everything else. But when you when you say, "Hey, you need to have your own email list," they're like, "It's like, <laughs> please, no, anything but that." And like, no, it's got to be that. Sorry. Um, and I think it's really kind of a paradigm shift that people should uh, uh, endeavor to make. And and that and that paradigm shift is in this truth, really. Your job as a author, as a content creator, is to serve the people that you were put on this planet to serve. As a matter of fact, if you have solutions in your brain, if you have solutions within your expertise, 
that you are not getting out to the marketplace in as big a way as possible, I would say that you are doing your community a disservice by not marketing to them. So that's the very first thing. Can we pause there for just yeah. one quick sec? Yeah. Because this ties back to what you said in the beginning about how to approach social media in the first place from this place of service, from this place of you know being able to help and make a contribution to other people. And what I find is that the more an author can get out of their own head and all that self-doubt and jibber-jabber that we have going on in our minds you know, that's going to, well, what about this? And what about that? And what if they don't like it? Or what if people don't opt in? Or, and we keep ourselves from serving sometimes. So exactly. I feel like it just relates. If you can get out of your own way and truly focus on the readers that you want to help, that, as Daniel's saying, should help you kind of bust through what's holding you back from creating the lead magnet and, you know, going online and starting to build your community. So I'm Absolutely. sorry. Absolutely. Um, back to you now. I just I didn't want to miss out on making sure people got that. Yeah, I mean that was that was so astute. I mean that was so spot on, Christine. Wonderful. Um, yeah, and and it's precisely right. You know, if if you uh, if you do this, if you're able to do this, you know, another big another big reason I think people have an issue with this particular point is that they're afraid that other people will be mad at them for emailing them or they're, they're, they're much too afraid uh, of, of, of ticking somebody off. And I, I just, I'll just tell you right now uh, that if, if you aren't ticking somebody off along the way, then you're not doing your job. You're just, you, 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 you this is not a popularity contest. The, the way I look at it is not, not, not even Jesus could could serve and, and help everyone that came into you know his uh, uh, you know sphere of influence. So how how would you expect you do the same? So think about those people that you are put on this planet to serve. You serve them, and uh, if if other people don't like what you do or they don't they don't like how often you email or what you say in your emails or anything like that, so be it. So be it. You cannot please everyone. It's just, it's just an impossibility. So don't try. Don't try to please everyone. Again, the core audience that you are put here to serve, they will react. They will resonate with, with what you are endeavoring to do and everyone else will fall away. And that's the, I, I know that may be a hard truth for people like, oh, I want to be loved. I want to be liked. I'm, I'm sorry. If, if you're doing the business right, in, in my humble estimation, um, you're, you're, you're not going to be, you know, universally loved. Sorry. You, you know, not, not in my experience. You know what I always say? I say that authors need to have tender hearts and thick skin. Absolutely. Because if you write a book and you promote a book in a way that isn't going to piss some people off, it's what I call a vanilla book. Exactly. It's just a book that's kind of, now, no offense to those of you who are like, vanilla is your favorite ice cream flavor. I get it. Not me personally. I like a little more exciting ice cream than vanilla. <laughs> um, but some of you like vanilla is it. But when it comes to a book, a vanilla book is a book that plays it safe. And when we play it safe as authors, we end up missing everyone. Like people need to be able to sink their teeth into something. And if you're worried about pissing someone off by, you know, getting them into your list and, and telling them about the resource that you have available for free, 
like they're not your ideal reader. They will never be your ideal client exactly. um, down the road anyway. So exactly. Perfect. Thank you, Christine. Okay. Thank you. You're preaching here to the choir. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, so true. So yeah, that, I think that's a really big, a really big point. Yes. Yeah, to your question. Yeah. And I feel like it's a question that some people might be having given all of the variety of platforms that there are out there today. I just feel like there's a question brewing like, but what social media should I be on? You know, there's people who are TikTok famous. There's, you know, the more mature crowd who's into Facebook. There's people on Instagram and Snapchat and LinkedIn. And I don't even know what else. I mean, I'm just trying to get a handle on Facebook myself. So do tell, if you will, if there are, you know, quote unquote, best social media platforms that authors, you know, really need to be looking at. And maybe even if there's only one, is there just one for those who are just getting started? Well, you tell us. <laughs> so, right. So the, uh, I have two parts to this, to the, to this answer. First part is you should, if, if you are um, on a social media platform where you're already comfortable and importantly, where you know that your audience already is, okay, that's the first thing I would say. If, if, you, have, if you appeal to a younger audience, I know, you know, maybe it is TikTok or Instagram, or, or, but if it's a little bit older or, or, or you need, you need your, uh, your, your readers to be more affluent, well, then maybe it's Facebook. Maybe it's LinkedIn if it's a business uh, type of uh, uh, title. Uh, so, you know, kind of match, match the, the demographic that you seek with a demographic that already exists on one of, one of these social platforms. That's the very first thing I would say, if you're going to choose one, because that's the, that's the question, right? And then the other, the other thing that I love, and it is Pinterest. Pinterest is such a great platform for just about every author because with Pinterest, although it's not, it's not uh, a social, it is a social platform. It has definitely uh, social uh, media characteristics, but it's not a social media like you know, like, like a Twitter or, or something like that. Basically with Pinterest, you can take and create what are called pins. Now, Pinterest is essentially a image driven site, a lot like Instagram, except that people on Pinterest can create and follow boards around specific topics that they're interested in. That's the first thing. So if you're into, I don't know, Arabian horses or African violets or, you know, speaking, you know, I belong to a lot of author boards on, on, um, on Pinterest. You can join these, these boards or establish these quote unquote boards, short for bulletin board. And you can post things in there. These things are called uh, pins or images and people can click from the image, directly from the image to wherever you want to send them within reason, okay? Which is like no other social platform. And the, the beauty of this is, is that you could think about your pins on Pinterest as sort of miniature graphical representations of short articles or blog posts or content from your book. Um, and, and people share that. That's the other big thing that I love about Pinterest because the exponential sharing that can take place on Pinterest is 
phenomenal. As a matter of fact, I've, I've had uh, several pins. My partner and I, uh, John Kramer, you may know John. He wrote yes. 1,001 Ways to uh, Market Your Books. Yep. John and I are partners, and he did this pin that has so far to date brought in over 168,000 targeted clicks for free. And this is, yes, this is an outlier, but we know what we're doing, et cetera, et cetera. But it's not, it's not our only, only outlier. We've had, you know, literally dozens of, of pins that have generated tens of thousands of clicks to our websites, which again, that's going back to our discussion earlier. Well, how does this play into, you know, the, the, the freebie, right? Well, you can send somebody from your pin directly to your blog or to your opt-in page to get your freebie offer. And now you've got a beautiful, you know, way to fairly passively collect leads, collect new names. Um, and John and I have been doing this for years now. So mm -hmm. that would be the one thing, the one platform I would say, if you're not yet involved with Pinterest, head on over there, grab a free account, or grab, I would actually grab a uh, business account there, and that's also free, just has better analytics and so forth. And try your hand there as well, because it's a really, really powerful platform that most authors overlook. I know I have certainly overlooked it. And I also know that you have a training on this that we're going to be having a little conversation to dive a little bit deeper about Pinterest as well. Yeah, I'm really excited about, uh, about doing that and teaching on this subject. It's, it's just so doggone powerful. And, and the really great thing about this, I'm one of those kinds of uh, marketers. I, I don't know. That's one of the reasons why I gave up practicing law. I, I shy away from regiment. And, and, you know, having to do things at a certain time every day, over and over and over again, that just drives me bonkers. So I love being able to, and this is a huge advantage to Pinterest, to be able to put up something once on Pinterest and have that one post potentially benefit me for years. And, and this is like no joke. I mean, you know, try that on Twitter, which by the way, half-life of a tweet is about, about uh, 24 minutes or so. You know, uh, yeah. the, the half-life of a, of a Pinterest pin on, uh, is about three and a half months. So there you go. That's pretty amazing. So these are some of the ways to leverage social media to sell more books. And if you are curious to do a little bit deeper dive, I mean, we kind of covered it, but if you want a deep dive into what we're talking about here with the whole Pinterest um, piece of things, then please, please, please head over to the show notes. You will see a link where you can register for a free deep dive training. I mean, my podcast, we try to stick to 30 minutes. We're right about there now. So we can't go all the way into it. But I had a feeling this might be a topic that you'd be interested in, um, in learning more because who doesn't want to sell more books and who doesn't want to figure out how to use social media and the, you know, the more favorable social media platforms, you know, rather than a whatever, a 24 second tweet, you know, you got a three and a month, three and a half month half life, like you said, on a, on a pin. So I'm super excited to be doing this myself with you. So please, if you want to join us coming up this week, like this episode aired live on the 13th, we've got this training coming up right away on the 15th. That's also free. So just head over to the show notes, you know, click register, join, and uh, we can all deep dive together and be on this learning curve together figure out how we can all use Pinterest perhaps to sell a lot more of our books. So any quick words of wisdom for our authors as we wrap up here today? Yes, I do. 
stay the course. Uh, there, there are days that, that this gets a lot easier. And the, the key is that if you know that your stuff is really, truly good, okay? I mean, by the way, you shouldn't be coming to market with a book unless you do know that. That's another discussion. But if you know that, then it is incumbent upon you. It is your responsibility to shine your light, okay? And that's you know, one of the things that, that we try to help authors do. Beautiful. So well said. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel, for your time today. Thank you as always listeners for being here, for being the type of person who is committed and taking time out to educate yourself and empower yourself, whether you're in the writing process, the publishing process, the marketing process. I'm grateful that you tune in here to the Get Your Book Done podcast. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. And until then, happy writing, everyone. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Your Book Done. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today. And if you want my help with your book, head over to christinecloser.com to learn more and get a free copy of my book, The Transformation Quadrant, which will show you how to blueprint your book in 15 minutes or less. The Get Your Book Done podcast is where the leading conversation is happening for transformational authors everywhere. And I'm grateful you tuned in.